Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole bennett Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Hi. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Today we have Melissa Burton as our guest. Melissa is the executive director and co-founder of The Pad Project the recipient of the 2019 Eleanor Roosevelt Global Women's Rights Award and an Academy Award-winning producer who was recently named to the Forbes 50 over 50 list. And the subtitle of that list is amazing. It's Dreamers and Doers, Women Making Social Impact. You'll understand why Forbes chose Melissa when you learn a little bit about her background, she is a lifelong advocate for girls and women, a teacher at the Oakwood School in LA. She teaches high school English and has three times served as a delegate to the UN Commission on the Status of Women. And she led the largest student delegation from a single high school ever. In 2013, following Melissa's first UN trip, she inspired her students to produce a documentary in order to raise awareness about menstrual health and education worldwide. And that is how she landed on the stage at the Oscars, winning Best Documentary for the short movie period, End of Sentence. This is the part where I'm going to interject that Melissa also happens to be my cousin. 
And so she did our family proud. I think you're our first family Oscar winner, Melissa. Um, And it was very exciting. And we were all cheering from all corners of the country as we watched her get on that stage. Melissa co-founded the PAD Project, which is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to the idea that a period should end a sentence, not a girl's education. And if that's not enough, she's got a newly released book called Period, End of Sentence, A New Chapter in the Fight for Menstrual Justice. So with all of that, we proudly, proudly welcome Melissa Burton. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I was just looking on my bookshelf, Melissa, for the book, and I will pull it out at some point while we're recording because it's really beautiful. And Anita Diamond is one of my favorite writers, author of The Red Tent, which gets at, she was like, I guess is it based on Dina, right? The Red Tent? Yes, it is. From the original, yes. the original member of the pad project, all those. All yeah, those you got ago. it. You got it. So Melissa, we're super happy to have you here. It feels like everyone in the world should know what the PAD project is and should have seen period end of sentence. But for those very few people who have not heard of it or seen the documentary, can you give us a little bit of background about what it is and kind of the origin story that Carr referred to, but I'd love to hear your, your version of it. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to say I'm so honored to be here and proud to be in the Cousin Club with Cara. It is true that we knew each other at family Hanukkah parties, and I don't think we would have ever guessed when we were, you know, 13 and 10 years old, we would be on a podcast talking about menstruation and puberty. And so I'm just delighted and thrilled to be here. That was not the vibe of our Hanukkah parties, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really an honor to be here. And thank you, Vanessa and Cara, for inviting me. Okay, so The film, period, end of sentence, is first of all available on Netflix, and it's also available uh, on YouTube for free. Netflix did that during the pandemic because it does count as an educational film. The film is about a group of enterprising women who live in the village of Katikara, which is in northern India, a very rural place, and they make sanitary pads from a pad manufacturing machine and distribute them on a larger level. It's about ending the stigma around periods, about women working together, uplifting each other. And this film came to be because I'm a high school English teacher and I was asked by one of my students You mentioned actually Vanessa Dina and the Red Tent and all of that. And we teach the Bible as literature. I'm an English teacher and a student of mine was angered by the way women were treated in the Bible. And she asked me to be the faculty sponsor for an organization called Girls Learn International, which is an organization that seeks to educate girls to the same degree as boys worldwide. As part of that, They send students as actual delegates to the Commission on the Status of Women at the United Nations. So not knowing what this was going to lead to, I 
volunteered and went with, I think, five of my high school students where we got to participate as delegates. And it was at the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women where we learned not just about girls dropping out of school with the onset of menstruation, but about a man named Murugananam who had invented a simple but brilliant sanitary pad making machine that would not only produce pads but could employ the women who were operating the machine. And so we thought, okay, somehow we're going to raise money, we're going to purchase the machine and the raw materials, and we're a school in Hollywood. We're going to like. We got to make a film about this. The fact that the film went on to win an Oscar and be in film festivals is something none of us ever thought of. We thought if we could just get a recording and use it as an educational piece, that would be wonderful. So we're we're just thrilled. Can you just, for people who haven't seen it, can you explain why the pad machine that you purchased and the, this gentleman invented why is it so critical to these women in India and frankly, in other places across the world? How are they caring for their menstruation without these pads? And how does that create barriers for them when they menstruate? Thanks for that question. And I know that Kara and her work probably sees Many infections, UTIs, stuff that can happen when your period isn't cared for in a hygienic and sanitary way. So every community is different, but for many communities around the world, including, by the way, in the United States, when people can't afford just basic pads or a hygienic means to manage their period, they will resort to using ashes, leaves, rags, old socks, anything to kind of stuff in their underpants to manage it. And that can lead to infection. That's one thing. Another thing is that when you have no sexual and reproductive health around what's happening to your body and periods are still a taboo, even though half the population will experience them at some point, they're still a taboo and people won't talk about it. So you can be very frightened with the onset, especially of your first period where your body is bleeding and you don't know what's happening. So that's another danger. And it just goes on and on. Some people see a child's first period. And I say a child because somebody, you can get your period, you know, as early as eight years old. And in some places around the world, people will see that as a point of value because now you can have babies. So you could be forced into becoming a child bride. Um, You could be at risk for human sex trafficking. Lots of things can happen. So it's really this intersection of all of these bad things. And if you can't manage your period, you may be more likely to miss school or work because you don't want to bleed through your clothes or be undignified in any way. So all of those things. And let's talk just locally a little bit around these issues, because I do think people think this is a developing nation issue. And have you, since the film, since establishing the club, have you started to hear from people across the U.S.? How can you sort of help our listeners understand not just the international level of all this, but the very local layer to all this? 
It's certainly not a regret, but one of the things I wish people did understand is how common and prevalent period poverty is in the United States. And the night after the Oscars, I was so flooded with emails, like an app, like a pelting rainstorm. I had to get a tech person almost because I couldn't open an email because like the emails were coming. I didn't know such a thing could happen on the internet. And so many of the emails were from people um, right here in Southern California saying, please help me. I can't afford period products. I stuffed my underwear with old socks. School nurses saying, please help me. I pay out of pocket because so many students who can't afford pads come to the nurse's office of my school. Wonderful people from around the U.S. who say, I want to have a fundraiser at my school because I know so many of us can't afford pads. There's no access to pads in our bathrooms. Women saying that they are choosing between food in the United States, choosing between food and menstrual supplies they can't afford for their kids. During the pandemic, the request and need for period products rose 35%. So it's definitely a real problem in the United States. There are great organizations working, including the PAD Project, though that's we're more of a global international organization and we give domestically as well. But there are nonprofits dedicated to policy, so abolishing the tampon tax here in the United States. California Assembly Bill 367 just passed, which makes it mandatory for public schools to carry period products in their restrooms, which is a huge step. So gradually, I think the tide is turning. Let's just rewind to the 35% for a second. You mentioned that when COVID hit, that so many women, young women, older women, lacked access to period products. I just want to make sure that we clarify for people that's because those products were often made available for free at work sites and on school campuses. Those are things that it's a little invisible that we don't really think about. Those machines that are on the wall in many, many public restrooms are literally a safe harbor for many, many women. And when you're not going to work, you don't have access to those supplies. So I just wanted to sort of highlight that for a second. Is there anything? else that drove that percentage, Melissa, or was that sort of the biggest driver over the pandemic? No, thank you so much for clarifying that. And that's absolutely correct. And I want to add that actually I'm proud of the work that the PAD Project and other um, menstrual equity nonprofits did in making sure at the height of the pandemic, we all remember those times when we turned on the news and we saw lines of cars going through the high school campuses for food drop-off. And oftentimes, no, there were no pads available. So the PAD project was proud to be able to give grants to food drop-off sites around the country during the pandemic, because people do, it is invisible, like you said, and people often forget that those who are, are food insecure are definitely going to be unable to afford period products and that sort of thing. I just would love for you, because it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. I'd love for you to define for our listeners what the tampon tax is and what the efforts are, certainly in this country and in other countries, 
I think in other countries, although I seem to be reading about more things happening in other countries to make menstrual care products free. Will you define what the tampon tax is and how it affects people, why it matters? Well, Vanessa, you're absolutely right. So Scotland and Kenya, one of the first two countries to dispense with taxes on period products. So other places in the world are definitely ahead of where we are. The tampon tax It's not a misnomer, but it's a little bit tricky to understand. So what it is, is that each state has the ability to declare what it deems a luxury tax and which items it deems as tax-free. Can you imagine like tampons or anything menstrual care as a luxury? I mean, it's like... (laughs) Right, right. It's like, thanks a lot. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it's a total luxury. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So, for instance, in New Orleans, Mardi Gras beads are not taxed, but period products are. In Wisconsin, gun club memberships are not taxed, but period products are. In other states, things like Viagra, condoms, etc., are not taxed, but period products are. Slowly but surely, the demand for states to abolish tampon tax is catching fire. And I think we're finally past the halfway point where I think 32 states have abolished the so-called pink tax or tampon tax, but there's still a lot of states left to go. And I don't know the answer. I was actually just trying to quickly look up online. How much do tampons cost these days? How much do pads cost these days for the average consumer? Because this is not a small amount of money that we're talking about. It's not a small amount of money. And in the United States, at the cheapest level, the average way to manage the period is about $13.25. So if you're trying to buy books, if you're trying for Mm -hmm. school, say, or if you're trying to buy food, pay rent, that may be, there was just a show on Netflix called Made, and it's about mm-hmm. a woman who's a victim of domestic abuse. And she is trying to make all the ends meet, and that's period products is just the, the thing that breaks her. She just can't afford that. It's beautifully illustrated in this one episode, and all of us at the Pad Project were cheering, going, yes, that's so true. So, Melissa, it's, it's $13 per menstrual per cycle per cycle, per cycle. Okay. yeah i mean you know we buy a lot of tampons in my house um and i would say a pack of 40 tampax is probably about seven dollars and 99 cents now that's probably not the cheapest and that's not from costco but well and and if you multiply it over the average number of periods in a lifetime which varies from woman to woman but what I'm seeing now, because I'm now furiously looking this up while we're having this conversation, <laughs> is it's about $18,000 per woman over her lifetime to manage her period. And so one of the things, the natural questions that flows from this is there are all of these new period products that are available, these non-disposable, right? Whether it's the Diva Cup or period underwear, all of these incredible innovations that have appeared on the market over the course of the time that you've been doing this, really, there's been an exact Venn diagram overlap between your time in this world and the evolution of these products. Can you talk about what you think the future looks like for 
non-disposable period products in both developing countries and in countries like the U.S. where there's period poverty? Absolutely. And so a 100% fully biodegradable pad is sort of like the holy grail of pads. And I should add comfortable. So there are around the world 100% um, biodegradable pads. We haven't heard super great reviews on them. So the pads from the machine that you see in the film are mostly biodegradable, 93 point something percent, which I know is also like, if it's not 100%, on the other hand, I also would love for the onus for the, you know, climate not to be on people who have periods. Okay, so to get back to your question, all these other products are wonderful and we love them all. And we're proud to be in a partnership with period company, Carla Welch, who is doing disposable underwear, That is a terrific option. And also we are partnering with Kova, which does menstrual cups out of Australia. And so for your listeners who might not know, a menstrual cup, a Diva cup is one brand of them, is like a silicone cup that you can insert vaginally and it'll collect the blood and then you can empty it out. And of course, since you don't, throw it away, it is a great sustainable option. And over time, it's economically sound because you buy one. Here's the issue though. With menstrual cups, first of all, it is a a very large one-time investment. If you cannot afford um, pads or tampons, you certainly can't afford a menstrual cup, which can be anywhere from 25 to $40. There's also an education around it. And so you need to understand how to safely use it. If you are in a low or middle income country or a place where there's not good access to clean water and a means to clean the menstrual cup, then we're back at the hygiene problem. Also, culturally, menstrual cups are not always the most sensitive option because in some communities, Insertion is akin to losing one's virginity or having sex. And so some women would not be comfortable doing that. Also, physically, I think it's important to recognize that for many people, cups are not comfortable. So I think to go back to Cara's question for the future of menstrual products, I say yes to everything, yes to options. There is a very forward-thinking period shop in Seoul, Korea, that is the first of its kind that I've seen, and I've been on the hunt for this kind of thing, but it's a big department store devoted to period products. Oh, Carl, we're going to Korea. Yeah, it's got like um, (laughs) cups like hanging from the wall. It like is very celebratory, every color, every of What's it called? It's called the period shop. Oh my God. Is it shop like shoppy S H O P P E or is it just shop S H O P the picture that I, the picture that's in my mind and I'd have to like go back and check just says the period shop in big bold oh letters. My God. Across. I'm buying our tickets now. Yeah, yeah. So and I love that. I, I couldn't see that. We were talking about other countries and the United States being a little behind in some aspects. And you know, we like to think we're so 
cutting edge here in Los Angeles, I could not imagine a period shop getting a lot of foot traffic here. Hey, it's Cara. We all know puberty isn't always easy. One of the trickiest pieces of the puberty puzzle is boobs. When will I get them? Why are they so tender? And why does every bra out there seem to pull, push, pad, itch, scratch, or be so flimsy it doesn't do a thing? That's where Umla comes in. It's a company that makes puberty comfortable, a company I founded with my friend Julie. When our own daughters began the puberty journey, we couldn't find a decent starter bra anywhere. So we made one. It fits perfectly whether boobs are just starting to bud or they've been growing for a few years. We call it the Umbra. And it's game-changing. The Umbra is made from buttery cotton that feels like second skin, ridiculously soft and so comfortable you'll forget you're wearing anything at all. Umbra's one-of-a-kind support comes from its patented layered design that creates gentle compression without any tight binding, which also means it doesn't need any bulky, awkward pads because it's built to seamlessly hide nipples and protect against those dreaded ouch moments throughout the day. Our daughters and their friends are done with puberty, but they still love and wear their Umbra's. It's why we say that the Umbra may be your first bra, but it will definitely be your favorite bra. Come say hi, look around, and find your Umbra, plus lots of other puberty info at myoomla.com. That's M-Y-O-O-M-L-A dot com. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is factors ready to eat meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. 
And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, Magnesium Breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie Horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Melissa, do me a favor because for those of us who work in this area, some of this stuff feels very like second nature, but I would love it if you could walk through for our listeners, not only what are the barriers financially to buying menstrual care products. But in terms of the logistics of changing pads, disposing of products, dealing with clothing that has menstrual fluid on it, if someone is without a home, doesn't have a permanent home, if someone is in a situation where they're in difficult straits in terms of like access to clothing, all of that... Talk us through like the logistical challenges of 
living in poverty or living in places where these things are not easily done and what people really struggle with? Again, this varies in extremity uh, in different places around the world, but there are many places where bathrooms, so period poverty is defined not just as a lack of access to products, it's also the lack of access to sexual and reproductive health, and also the lack of access to clean bathrooms, toilets, water, ways to take care of and manage your period. There are girls in many parts of the world and women who are afraid to go to the outhouse or bathroom, wherever it may be, because men may, they know that women are going to go to the bathroom. So if you need to change your pad, but it's bleed through your school uniform or your work clothes, or risk getting raped at a bathroom, you may choose to stay home altogether and not go to work, not go to school, not participate in the world as an equal citizen. So safe and clean bathrooms, hand washing facilities, clean water, all of these things. So we began by talking about the United Nations. And today, actually, the day that we're recording this is Human Rights Day, I believe. Today is maybe, yes, I think it is. And so part of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, are gender equity, education, clean and safe health. And so a lot of what goes on around period and period care has to do with our human rights. And, you know, we focus on a group who are in puberty and just coming out of puberty, right? So we speak to the adults who are involved in the lives of kids eight to 18-ish. And not just parents, but educators and coaches and all of the adults that surround, support, and love these kids. And what you are describing in terms of period poverty is especially profound when you look at it through the lens of kids in that 10-year swath, because as heart-wrenching as it is to think about that experience for adults, and it is, it makes me want to cry listening to the way you're describing it. When I think about it through the lens of an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old, a child who has in many parts of the world, including our country, has a lot of reason to fear, whether it's fear of the biological process, fear of what's happening socially, fear of a predator, fear of being labeled a young adult at eight or nine or 10 and treated like one. And it doesn't even have to be as a child bride, which is the most extreme version that happens in many parts of the world, but just, you know, sort of being asked to grow up so quickly and behave in a certain sexualized way. All of these things roll together like a gigantic snowball and it is totally overwhelming. And one can see why the answer is sometimes just stay home. And then, of course, we know what that does in terms of their future path through life. And so to those people who don't understand the largeness, I don't know if that's the right word, but the largeness (laughs) of the implications of all of this, you know, when you start fixing 
period dilemmas for kids all over the world. What you are doing, Melissa, is you're changing their whole future. And it's incredible what you do. And it just, I can't believe I get to be related to you. It's magical. What you have done is magical. Everyone with whom you are connected, and I know it's a vast web, it's unbelievable. There are going to be people who are listening who are going to say, how can I get involved? Can I introduce my kids to a pad project club that they could bring into their school? Will you help us understand how people who are on the other side of this equation and who are really lucky and fortunate can help? First of all, thank you for those kind words. And we're going to recruit you to be a speaker for the PAD project. That was great. Yes, absolutely. So plug for our website, which tells all ways you can be involved, www.thepadproject.org. The PAD project is really proud to have, um, we're in the second year now of what we call our ambassador program where people of all ages, though I will say that it is mostly high school and college age students, can apply to our ambassador program. We have 300 people of all genders from, I think it's 39 different countries now around the world who are fighting menstrual equity in whatever way suits their talents. We have artists, we have speakers, we have performance poets, you know, all lending their voices to this cause, great fundraisers, all of that is incredibly helpful. We look forward to launching Pad Project chapters in schools so that high school students can get involved. And probably the easiest way to learn and do more is just by visiting our website. Today, there's going to be a super exciting announcement coming out from Sundance, which is that we did another film called Long Line of Ladies, the same director who directed um, Period, End of Sentence. And it's going to premiere at Sundance, and it tells the story. And Shandine Tomei is a partner director, and it's going to tell the story of Ati, who is a Native American living in Northern California, who's 13 years old, and she is going through her flower dance, which is her rite of passage and the celebration of her first period by the whole community, which tells a kind of brighter side of this equation when periods are celebrated. So we look really forward to that film coming out, that. being another amazing. Uh, chapter in the story. That's so great. We were talking before we started recording about the fact that you're also a high school English teacher. And I was curious because we have so many listeners who are in the same boat as you are who get to interact with teens every day in wonderful and hilarious ways. I'm wondering if you have any good stories to share with our listeners. Sure. I'll share a couple of my favorites. So that one is I have a daughter who was with me at that first trip to the United Nations that we were talking about. And she was super excited and we were building this fledgling nonprofit, the PAD project at the same time we were trying to make this film. And she said, you know, mom, we have a thing called town meeting where people share. It's like an all school assembly. And she wanted to get up in front of town meeting and share about what we were doing. And I, bad mom, and also bad 
that uh, founder of the Path Project, I I discouraged her because like any mom, I thought, you know, I just shrunk in horror thinking if I had talked about my period in front of my high school, I would have died a thousand social deaths and I couldn't handle thinking that Helen might suffer the same fate. But um, like most teenagers, she didn't listen to me. And so- yeah, so she went ahead and she announced it. And the funny thing was, we do have a pretty progressive school, so I'll say that. But the quote-unquote cool guy turned to his friend and said, Did she just talk about her period in front of the whole school? Dude, that's so cool. And so it, period that, cred. had a happy ending, which is really nice. Wait, I just want to interject because we talk about our parenting fails all the time on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> as people who work in this area, the ways in which we screw up on a regular yes. basis. So I really love and appreciate, Melissa, you're sharing that story, not only because your daughter is badass and was super <laughs> courageous, but also because you admitted the ways in which, like we all are, you were a little bit misguided in your yes. advice for your daughter. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I love that. Join the club. Join yeah, the parenting no, fail totally. club. <laughs> Honestly, generationally for me, there are posts that the Pad Project Instagram is pretty cutting edge in terms of some of the things that they'll post. And I give all the credit to the younger people who are started with the Pad Project and running our Instagram account. But there are times that I go, really? Is that okay? I don't know. But you know what? I would not have flown at the Hanukkah party. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No way. We like to finish our recordings with a kind of a puberty takeaway. And we tend to let our guests go last because they don't know it's coming. And I want them to kind of like your period, like (laughs) you don't know it's coming. It's a little bit of a surprise. So I'll let you go last, but I would say my takeaway from this conversation and from your work, Melissa, from the pad project, from period, end of sentence, the amazing documentary, it's 26 minutes long you can watch it. It's appropriate to watch with kids, people of all gender. I so encourage anyone who hasn't seen it to see it because to appreciate what is involved logistically in being a menstruator and keeping your body healthy while you menstruate in different parts of the world is so eye-opening about how complicated it can be just to keep yourself safe while you menstruate. And so it's my takeaway from the documentary. It's my takeaway from our conversation, Melissa, the things we take for granted in our lives about how we can safely menstruate. And I will never, ever again, take for granted what I have at my disposal and the way I can be safe and menstruate. So thank you for that really incredible education. Cara, do you want to go next? Yeah, for me, it's a version of that around the new world of period products and how what might be a panacea here is not necessarily a panacea everywhere. And, you know, it can be overwhelmingly large to think about all the things that need fixing in the world, but you brought up clean water. And I would say that hand in hand with addressing period poverty is addressing access to clean water because hygiene, which is the common thread that connects both of those things, hygiene isn't just about 
smelling your best and feeling good. About yourself. <laughs> it's hygiene can be a life and death situation. And so thank you for shining a light on sort of how all these things connect. And thank you for your line that climate change should not be on the menstruators <laughs> that, um, in particular that we, while there are all these issues and they all need managing in our world, we also need to segment them a little bit and deal with things one at a time. And hopefully as these products continue to evolve, they can evolve to a place that protects our climate and protects our menstruators. Bravo. Well said, both of you. Thank you. So Melissa, what's your, you get the final word. What would you hope for our listeners to take away from this conversation? Thank you. I think I would hope for listeners to take away that periods are a source of strength and not shame. One thing that, that has fascinated me on this journey is that people have been menstruating since the beginning of people, since the beginning of time, were it not for menstruation, we wouldn't really exist or that cycle. Yet the movement, the social justice movement around menstruation is still relatively new. And so I would join, let encourage everyone, men, women, they, them, anybody who wants to, to join this burgeoning um, movement for menstrual equity. And together we can make some change. Awesome. Love I'm it. I'm so glad I'm related to you. I'm <laughs> delighted to be related to you. I want to be you. part of your family. It's oh, Vanessa, fair. we're probably related somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for everything you do for joining us. And we will put all the links to all of your wonderful work in the show notes so people can watch the documentary and visit the Pad Project website and the link to the book and all of those things so that they can appreciate all the incredible work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted and honored to be a part of the Puberty Podcast. Yes. Melissa. Bye. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.